hello, hello. Welcome to the Engineered Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Sarah Sheikh. I'm an engineer turned multi-six-figure fashion designer and a business growth strategist. I have a master's degree in cybersecurity engineering and 25 years of corporate experience and a wife and a mother of three wonderful children. This is your show to learn from me and other inspiring entrepreneurs, the how-tos of brand visibility, business growth, funnel and website design so you can put your purpose into action. So if you are ready to uplevel your business strategy and your income to live your best life while making impact on the world, this is the show for you. I'm thrilled to have you here. So let's get rocking. We are going to have our guest expert interview with the wonderful Kim. Kim and I met in Clubhouse and we have clicked and we have become friends since then. And as you know, I work with entrepreneurs and helping you grow your business through strategic business coaching. And Kim also works with entrepreneurs, but she has a completely different angle. She uses a completely different angle to do that. So what we're trying to do today is bring Kim on board and we're going to have amazing chat with her. So you guys can all learn from a different you know, perspective on how to be you, be yourself, be confident and grow your business so i'm gonna bring kim on the stage hello hi how are you this is my first time on Streamyard. oh yeah thanks for that experience like the filter on zoom is way nicer (laughs) i know i know zoom has filter Streamyard. i guess either i haven't figured it out or i haven't seen it but it's an easy tool to use you get to put a banner uh Actually, I was going to do Zoom, so I didn't create a banner, but you can actually create a branded banner. So, yeah, so my assistant was messaging because she did not see us live since we had glitches. (laughs) For any any of you entrepreneurs who use Zoom going live to Facebook, so you might want to check the settings before you do that today. because Yes. Anyone, you know, trying to do Zoom today streaming to Facebook, you better check it before it's time. Otherwise, you're going to end up being late like us because we have to figure it out. So, well, thank you so much for joining me, Kim. I want to give you a moment to introduce yourself before we dive deep into the interview. So please take the stage, introduce yourself and tell us what you do. All right. My name is Kim Gallery. I am from Louisiana. I've been an entrepreneur since 1994, 97. I opened my first business, um, service-based business, and absolutely fell in love with it. And now, fast forward 25, 27 years, I moved everything into the online space, and I help healing-focused entrepreneurs monetize their mission without guilt and shame. And what I noticed more than anything else is these amazing people had this amazing gift to share with the world and were shut down by fear of what other people thought or maybe I'm not good enough, I don't know enough. It's, you know, all of the the things, the imposter syndrome, everything that happens to entrepreneurs. And that's, that's really what I niched in on is helping them heal the limiting beliefs 
and society's conditioning and religious dogma, all of the things that get in the way from them stepping into their power and doing the thing that they feel called to do. Yeah, I know. And, and it is something that I think all entrepreneurs go through, right? We all have gone through that. And I think through the learning process, we get to a point that we can tell the difference between that self-sabotage and, you know, things that we should be concerned with, things we should not be concerned with. So um, it, it gives us that opportunity from, you know, our own experience that we can actually come out and try to guide them and let them know that you're not the only one. We have been there as well. <laughs> that this is something that you can, you know, overcome. You can get past it and, you know, re, you know reach your dream and live your you know, purpose and your passion. So, um, you know, I, I love that you started with that because I think that's just the number one challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs. So I'm glad you started with that. So give us some, you know, um, insights on what you have been able to accomplish with, you, you know, with your clients. You know, usually we like to hear those stories because we can always connect with those stories. Yeah, yeah. I sort of, like, I don't even know where the whole business idea came from. I think it's just something I just naturally saw this need and responded to. Um, and back in, like I'm saying, back in the 90s, and I remember when I went to the bank, when I had my idea to open the first business, and I was told by the loan officer that I was never going to make it. Like, there would not be people around here to support that. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff that we hear, right? Whether it's from our banker or our friend or our cousin or our high school BFF or our parents who are warning us because they don't want to see us fall too far and they want to protect us from being hurt. And I don't think we recognize that sometimes we say and do that also, but those mm -hmm. statements are really what that imposter syndrome is about. You can't do it. People around here won't buy it. No one has money to do that. You're not a doctor. You don't have a Jesus robe, whatever the thing is. I'm in the healing world. So those are the things that my people come across is, um, whether they're, you're not a psychiatrist, you can't help people heal, or you're not a doctor, you can't help people heal, or, you know, you haven't been ordained to do that. And I was like, that's actually what the scripture is all about is, you know, that's, that is, that's the very essence of our humanity is that we can, you know, right. so these little subtle things that are told out of, I'll say protection are the thing that we're carrying. So we know it's being said from love, right? And our brain's like, oh, they're probably right. Because we're already believing that we might not be able to make it either, right? And so yeah. it's like immediately there's more evidence. There's more evidence. You better watch it. People are going to yeah. laugh at you. No one's going to come. And therefore, we end up in the amateur role for how many years? How many of your view entrepreneurs where what I call the amateur role is when you're like asking your cousin and your friend and your neighbor and you're kind of like putting your toe in the water and just seeing who would buy. Like, hey, I'm just doing it. I'm just checking it out. I'm just thinking about it. And that can stay with us like six, seven years. I've seen it happen where they continue to live the fantasy. Like they play mm -hmm. fantasy, but they don't take the action steps. They play safe at the same time. Right. People impose their own limiting beliefs on us. Yes. And we get stuck on that limiting belief and we try to play safe and not take that action that is going to take us to the next step. You can continue to play in that safe zone and continue to get the same results, right? 
unless you are ready to take that action that's going to take you out of that limiting belief you've got to break those you know belief rules that you have and there's so much power in that glass ceiling mm -hmm. you know that like going beyond that that big leap the like it's that the resistance that comes up is real whether it's someone who is saying it to you or it's you yourself not believing that you can do it. it there's, it's just an aspect of us. And I think once we can recognize that, it, it's just a part of us that it triggered. You know, it's like yes. it was a suggestion. And because a part of us believed it, we grew the story. But when you're in clarity and confidence and someone says it, it doesn't affect you at all. I see. I see. So when you have that clarity that you have the confidence that you can do it, so you don't, you, you know, you're not limiting yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying, correct? I think, I think people wait until they feel confident, mm -hmm. but that's not how it works. Once you have clarity, courage is the bridge to confidence. I'm clear. I have, I have the daring courage to take the next steps to battle the limiting beliefs to, Hey, I see you. I hear you. Yeah. I used to believe that too. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Going forward. So that daring courage, those steps that you're taking in the courage are the bridge. Mm -hmm, the confidence doesn't come until you see the results. And even then we often argue with them. Right. To challenge it. But but you know, I'm glad you said that courage because that courage to take that action, and the more you do that, and the more you gain the confidence, correct? Yeah. Doing it over and over again despite the result, mm -hmm. that bridges, you know, that gap and you get to the confidence. When you do things more, you know, you have that clarity, you dare to take the action, and the more you do it, the more confidence you're gonna get. Like I can do it. And the next time it's gonna get better. It's okay to fail the first time. It's okay for it not to be perfect the first time. The more you do it, the better it's gonna get. And Beth said clarity is the key to confidence. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It was it was really hard for me to to get that part because I kept waiting for the confidence to come out mm -hmm. to speak, you know, whatever it was that I was that was offering or whatever I was saying. It feels like this um coming out the closet party, right? Where you're like, here I am. <laughs> crickets <laughs> so your, your brain's like thousands of people are watching this they're all gonna laugh at you everyone's gonna be there and then you turn it on and it's like where are all the people and then you go into a whole nother set of fear and scarcity and all the other things right yeah right. and instead of seeing they're just circumstances like no this is actually what entrepreneur looks like exactly and that's what we're saying earlier the challenge is real for everybody these six and seven figure entrepreneurs, they make it seem different, but the challenge is real for every one of us. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Listen, don't get me started because right now I almost bought something last night and it was someone who did this thing on Clubhouse and then they got these results and so now they're selling the results. Like, oh, I broke the code. I know exactly how to do it. And I'm like, dude, you know what? <laughs> this is what they do. The six and seven figure screamer or like whatever. They get this result mm -hmm. and then they sell the idea that there's one way to get it. I call BS. Mm, I see. So don't stick to that one result and make it seem like that's the only way to get it's, to it. It's what worked for them at that time.
time and space. According, yeah. like they didn't, they didn't like have the blueprint and then go do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They got the results and then went backwards and then sold what worked for them. Exactly. It doesn't always work for us. Hmm. Because if we abide or subscribe to the rule of bioindividuality, which is every single one of us are unique and different, and every single one of us have a specific gift or share, especially as entrepreneurs, we have a contribution. Right. 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 It's uh, entrepreneurship is just service. Right. Something there's a burning desire within us of something that we believe that the world would be better off with. Right. Mm -hmm. And the whole experience and fun of business is the figuring it out. That's what they did. Then they right. the results. Right. But we believe, the mind believes, oh, someone has the key. Someone has the code. Someone has the outline. There's the one way. And then we keep do, buying into that, buying into that, buying. like I was going to, I was in the chat box. Like I was ready. And I was like, oh, don't have it. Here you are. I know, right? Here you I are. Know. They're just cashing in on their results, which is fine. Beautiful. Someone will get something out of it. Something but it out of it, yeah. It but when me. you were in a state of what they were offering and talking about was not for me. Yeah. And when you want to stay authentic and, you know, you are working with your own purpose and who you are, when you make that a focus, you, you learn to kind of, okay, that is a strategy. That's one tactic that has worked for them, but you're still grounded with who you are and what you're trying to teach. Where, where's, what is your purpose, right? You want to stay true to that. And, you know, that, that's one thing I teach with, um, with my clients that when you craft your messaging, the first thing you need to do is know who you are. Yeah. Knowing yourself is crucial. And then who is it, who it is that you're trying to serve, right? Why did you want to serve them? You know, do you have a connection? Do you understand their pain? Not just, you know, throwing all kinds of tactics that brings them money, but there has to be a deeper connection. And how do you do it differently? And, and what that's what makes you different. That's that I think is the key. The unique position mm -hmm. of no one else can be you. No. Someone else can buy that blueprint, they can buy that outline, they can buy that thing. Just like the, the punch time approach. That's just a process, five step process that I teach and train my coaches in. But what I love about it is I teach them how to use it in a unique way for them. It's so it's not the same. It's the framework. Mm-hmm. But their experience, their story, their skill sets, you know, what they want to offer the world is integrated in their being. And we embody that. Exactly. And so you got to be careful about buying all the next step, next step, next step. And unless that person, like I would just say, check out who you're buying with. Like Sarah, for what you're doing and what I'm doing, it's like it's for you specifically. It's tailored to you. Mm hmm. That's the best thing to grow your business. We help you grow yourself so you can grow right. your business. Right, right. We we teach them to be themselves and how they can leverage their own talent, their own natural skill, along with their own story, right? What makes them fit to be doing what they're doing? Have they lived this? Is that or have they earned that skill? So that is what makes them unique. Uh, you and I can try to teach the exact same strategies, but people don't buy the actual strategy. People buy who we are, how we connect with them and the level that we connect with them. And how we can help guide them back to their own brilliance. Exactly. 
it's it is within them it's not the tactics or the strategy that we help them you know with the tactics and the strategy to utilize it within what they have in themselves right to bring it out what they have bring out what they have because most of them are talented they've got it in them they just don't know how to bring it out they just don't know how to present it package it and present it well, it's so scary to own it. I just, we, right before this call, I just got off a call with a client. And it was, it's so scary to own that. That's where that imposter syndrome comes from. Is we're so afraid to own our brilliance. Because when we're in that essence, and then someone looks down or says something or judges or whatever, it's personal. Mm. We're so afraid of that. Because I believed with every ounce of me i believe that this was my service to offer like this is how i want to contribute this is my calling this is the voice that guides me that led me here i'm i was like so certain about that but the voices of the naysayers of the limiting beliefs of the people mm -hmm. in my environment they planted the seed like it, it you know and there was it's kind of like when you have a little um uh, a crack in the immune system it's like i just you know my belief system my immune system to believing just kind of cracked and i say like, oh what if they're right and that's <laughs> what if they're right what if you know who am i to do that yeah they're probably right i didn't you know do this or i didn't don't have this experience or i don't have you know whatever it was that the brain is telling us at that moment but it is so scary to own truly own the power of who we are yeah, it truly own it and then taking action on it is also the other hardest part. After you own it and, you know, you settle with it and then taking it out and being public with it. Again, the same fear, right? What are they going to say? And I know for me in particular, my business is so personal. And I, I take it personal because if someone has a problem with the business or says like, I'm, you know, all the stories that people say about money and about coaching and all of the things is it feels like a personal insult because I believe my business is my soul essence, mm -hmm. it's the creation that I left here, you know, or that I'm leaving right. or it's, it's the movement that I feel called to. And so it, it feels very personal. Yeah, it is personal. We take it to heart. We take what we do to heart because we're so passionate about it. Uh, we are so passionate about the people that we're trying to serve. So when somebody attacks it, it's definitely personal. Um, it's not something that, you know, the eight to five job, when we go out there to do the job, mm -hmm. by the time we leave, we put it all behind. But when we have a business, number one, it's our baby. Number two, we have attachment to the people that we're serving, right? The people that we're working with. So, and then the passion that we have within us that what we're doing is our baby. So we do definitely take it personal, uh, but we have to build that thick skin, know that people have well and good intention, but they just have their own limiting beliefs, especially when it comes to family, friends, et cetera. Um, they're yes. just trying to keep us safe. Even ourselves, we try to let that subconscious mind. And that's another thing we want to talk about. That subconscious mind always wants mm -hmm. to keep us 
safe, right? Um, and, and I would like for you to go deeper in that because that's your area of expertise. So, and Beth said, leave the boat people on the boat. Let's walk, sisters. Let's walk. I love that. Yeah. Or you don't have a lot of guilt about it. You call it survivor's guilt about walking away until I realize actually I'm not leaving anyone behind. They're choosing not to come. Not to come. Exactly. There's a, there is an open invitation. I would never turn anyone down that wants to, that wants to grow or build a business or improve, improve their relationship with themselves or, or anyone else but i'm i'm not making that decision they are right you extend the invitation but and then they have to accept it mm -hmm. yeah right. so talking about the unconscious so this is my world it's it's actually how i broke the code um i didn't realize the power of the unconscious you know what was subconsciously happening beneath the scene the stories that's where i'm saying like the generational patterns society's conditionings the religious dogma the beliefs that were planted before the age of nine that we don't even know where they are hmm. because this is this is what it looked like hitting my head against a brick wall over and over and over in frustration <laughs> it's like I kept doing the same thing, doing the same thing, doing the same thing. But what I didn't realize is the inner dialogue. I wasn't aware, number one, of the power of the unconscious. Number two, I wasn't aware of the voice. I wasn't aware that it wasn't mine. I wasn't aware that it was just this record on replay. I thought it was truth. I thought it was just the way things are around here or just the way things are for people like me. Because it's what I've always known. So it was very familiar, just the way things are. If I knew people would pay for this, I would do it. Boy, if I knew I could make it, I would go for it, right? But not in my world. That doesn't happen for me or for people like me or, you know, I'm not them. It's like we put these people on, on a, we call them unicorns, right? Like it only happens for them. Oh, it's because mm -hmm. they have already. Or, oh, these are some of the things I've heard from my own clients. Um, like, it's because they were born with a silver spoon or it's because they know how to influence people or it's because they, you know, whatever, they were always the popular one or they, you know, of course people go to them because everyone loves them because they're beautiful and they're skinny and they're whatever. Like it's just stories, right? It's just our brain is always looking for the reason why we can't do what they're doing so that we feel better about ourselves. Right. Making excuses, yeah. creating excuses, right? I believe we only suffer for two reasons mm. in this judgment and comparison. We use it against ourselves, and we use it against others. And it is the very reason that humanity is separated. That's judgment wild. and comparison. It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen to me. It shouldn't happen to them. It shouldn't be this way. Like we have so many stories about how it is supposed to look or how it should or shouldn't look. And when you like, I, and I'm, I challenge anyone who finds another reason why we suffer? Because I've said that many times. I wrote about it in the book. I was like, I just realized it one day. People say it's your thoughts, but I was like, it's actually not just thoughts. It's judgment and comparison. It's how we're using those thoughts. So exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's the worst thing. If you think about it, we're afraid of being judged. And then we compare. Those are the two things that hold us back. Yeah. Those are the two things that hold us back. Those are the things that create problem for people, even when it comes to relationship, if you think about it. So, I mean, those are the two worst things. You're right. I, I never, you know, put it like that. I always thought that, you know, comparison is the worst thing because it always, you know, puts you back. You, it puts that barrier that, okay, maybe I'm just not that. They're better than me for this reason or that reason. 
and 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 yeah, it is the worst thing. It is the worst thing. I'm so glad you mentioned that. So once I realized that, and then I notice anytime I'm suffering, mm -hmm. I'll ask the question, "What am I judging? What am I comparing?" Mm. What's going on here, and I'll start doing the inquiry work, and it reveals itself. Then I'm able to interrupt the pattern, just changing it, right? Just going into this. That's not me. That's the unconscious. That's the mind. That's the old story. That's the inner dialogue. I see you now. So I kind of have this, I see you. I hear you. Bye-bye. Like I'm going to keep going, get in my back pocket, get in my purse, get in my backpack. You can come, but you can't run the show anymore. You can't drive the car. I love that. So when you struggle, you stop and ask yourself, what am I judging? What am I comparing? Mm -hmm. And once you reveal that, you just leave that behind and move forward. I can prove it in so many ways. So we know that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings drive our actions. Uh, exactly. Everybody. That's universal law. It's just the way things mm -hmm. are. So we know that. So when we're looking at the thought that's creating the suffering, Notice it's a very, very often he, she, they. And then we feel, and then what, what do we do? We go into this judgment and comparison. We try to rush, we try to figure it out, whatever. And what we're trying to get is he, she, they to give us the result we want. Right. If they would buy, if they would commit, if they would do the work, if they wouldn't quit, like all the things about he, she, they. We want to change them for us to get a different result. The problem is they're on our result line and we can't control anyone or anything. Right. And so if we take the he, she, they, he is or he's not or whatever it is and turn it around, I guarantee you it's us. Gotcha. So we need to look back to ourselves and make the change from us within us. Yeah, because the judgment and comparison comes in, that's included for ourselves. We are not afraid to fail. I really don't believe we're afraid to have that experience. I believe we're afraid to excel because the fear of moving away from the tribe, away from the familiar, having people look down on us because they're looking up because they're judging and comparing mm -hmm. and then they're feeling bad about themselves and then they're projecting. I know this gets deep, but this unconscious stuff gets so it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's so tricky. Mm -hmm. It's all in us. Gotcha. So we need to work on ourselves first. Oh my goodness. My tagline is in order to grow the business, you've got to grow the owner. You got to grow the owner. Got to grow the owner. The only way if you're talking about entrepreneurship, the only way you're going to grow is if you grow yourself. Gotcha. You got to break out of the norm. And the hardest part is actually not the doing something different. The hardest part is releasing the old identity. The grief that comes with that is so painful and scary. It's so hard. The grief that comes with losing the old identity, the person who couldn't achieve it, the person who couldn't get it done, the person who, whatever, whatever the reason is, that they're not doing what they want in their business yet. Mm, mm, mm. So you're saying we're holding on to the old identity. The hardest part is releasing that. So that crazy. is what is limiting the growth. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So just learn to slowly detach from that old person. 
I think the secret is the deconditioning process and then having the support and the guidance that with that person who helps you to believe in yourself. Like we have a, a joke within our community about, it's like, I just see this higher balloon, right? And so that's the belief basket. So you're in the belief basket and we're like having our little party and we're all believing. We just came back from retreat. Everybody's excited. We're all believing. We're ready to go, right? And then suddenly someone's stakes come out of the ground and the balloon starts taking off and it goes, there goes their belief. There goes, and I'm like, everybody jump in. We pull the belief back down. It's a practice to be in belief. Mm -hmm. Three layers of belief. You intellectually, you see it. Oh, they did it. I can do it. Oh, my mind believes. Oh, I see it. I hear it right in my own head. So you intellectually, and then you feel belief. This is the, the whole reason why I think the law of attraction doesn't work. I call it the flaw of attraction because the feelings are missing. They haven't felt that success in their body. They haven't felt that win. They haven't felt that confidence or the clarity. They haven't so it's not just the visual. You got to have the feeling. With exactly. So you have intellectually, I think it, I believe it. Okay. And then the second layer of belief is feeling it. And the third layer of belief is it's visceral. It's in the organs. It's in the bone marrow. It's in the tissue. Like I believe it so much that I am cultivating as her right now. That's how you can tell if you're in that third layer of belief. And that is where the law of attraction is. You have to be in the belief so deeply on all three levels that you are doing the thing that she does and it is already happening. And then what do you want to do with yourself? Who do you want to be while you're waiting for those results to show up in linear time? Because that's the unconscious versus the conscious. That's amazing. We're going to have to have another whole session for the conscious mind. Clubhouse, right? We talk about these things. Yeah, let's do that session again. I know I have not come to that one for a while. Actually, I have not been on Clubhouse for a while. So definitely we need to get back. We need to schedule those rooms. I actually want to bring you know my tribe over to Clubhouse so we can have these open discussions. Uh it's amazing. Club has has been pretty um incredible and not just connecting me with people that I would have never met. I would have never met you had it not been I love, so, I love connection. I love meeting people. I love working with people. So it's just been incredible. So we should do these in Clubhouse and as well as bring it over here so they can see us speaking yeah. as well, because I do believe in connection, personal connection. So I love to bring, you know, live events, being in connection with people and then doing Zoom once in a while, have everybody that week we can have a two way dialogue as well. Like with Clubhouse, you have the two way dialogue, but you don't see each other. But when you have Zoom, uh, you know, you can you can have those two way dialogue where you can actually see each other. And then with Facebook, you know, they can see us, but we can't really see them. So there are so many different platforms that we're all on to make sure that we're connecting in different levels. And um, it's it is incredible. I'm so thankful that you were available and you made the time to come and do this with me today uh, because I do wanted to share your you know your knowledge your skills because I was always fascinated and then we're gonna have to do um, a session one day on human design. <laughs> human design is my I love human design because it really helps I would say it's the most holistic approach to self-discovery Mm -hmm. that's what that's what it feels like to me and it's fascinating and fun and I think like I've been in business for so long now there's kind of like it's all old news just in a new package and human design kind of lets me put a different spin in a different language and I'll never you know 
I'll never like know it all. And so it's kind of like yoga. When you start learning about yoga, it's like it's it's a great place to go into because we'll never learn it all. There's so much. It's so big. And my mind loves that. Yep. We're going to do a session on that. It is wonderful. It is powerful. It's very interesting and intriguing. So we will do a day, you know, a session on that as well. But for today, I just want to thank you so much. And I want to thank everyone who, you know, who came on board to listen and for anybody else who comes and listens to this later on, just put, you know, hashtag replay, just so we know that you listen. And if you have any questions for Kim, go ahead and just drop it in the comment. Uh, Kim, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? I'm on social media. I have, um, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the things. My podcast is called More Than Mindset. And my Facebook group is the same name. So more than mindset is my club on clubhouse, the podcast and in um, my Facebook group. And the reason I called it more than mindset is because this work that we do to release these blocks, these limiting beliefs, mm -hmm. it's beyond the mind. It's beyond the mind. Mm -hmm. And when you find yourself just beating your head against the wall because you're not getting it, you're not getting it, you're doing all the things, you can be sure it's the inner dialogue that's at play that's working it. And if you're trying to mindset your way, you can't, you've got to call Sarah, let her hold the space for you so she can hear what you can't hear because we can't see it. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't, we can't see it at all. And it is definitely bigger than the mindset, but you got to work on it. If you really want to break out, you know, from it, break through, get out of it, and we want to achieve that end goal, you really definitely have to work on it. It is it is a personal thing. Everybody struggles with different limiting beliefs, so addressing it is really crucial um, to get to the next milestone. So I thank you so you much. Condition. It's like there's nothing really wrong with it. It's just the way it is. If you're alive and you have a brain, it's just the way it is. Like we can be yeah. working with that or making it something wrong with us, you know, because it's not. Right. Did anyone have any questions? Well, um, they didn't ask questions, so hopefully they'll put it in the comment. Everybody was just enjoying uh, the session. Uh, they were saying, oh, you know, this is great, amazing. Um, you know, you know, repeating what we have said, reaffirming what we have said. Um, you know, she said, I call it the Cinderella syndrome. Amen to that. And we got a lot of emojis. So Gina just came joined. Definitely, you know, when we finish the session, go back to the beginning and listen to it. It's extremely important to listen to it from the beginning it was a wonderful um gosh session i wish we had an hour two hours to just deep dive um but we will make that time we maybe we can do a workshop we can do a workshop on it but i love i love these mindsets you know session i love the human design learning about human design and how we think and we do understand that it's just you know from the society that this whole thing is this belief has been instilled in us and we just need to learn and navigate we just need to learn how to navigate through it but it is doable because so many other people have done it before us they did have the same limiting beliefs but they were able to break out of it because they took the time to work on it. Mm -hmm. So I highly encourage everyone, you know, to do the same. Uh, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next week with another guest expert. Until then, you can be Thank you so much for joining us today. Connect with us on Instagram or join our Facebook group. Definitely join us for another episode next week. Until then, keep rocking your purpose.